This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Program complete. Log on complete. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border Politicians build a new world order too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned who went. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Ask for more. All we buy is made out of foreign shores. Come a day when the be real hell pay. I gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned who went. Today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and we are indeed live. It is Friday, and we are going out across the K Star Talk Radio Network. You're listening on ZMA Radio. You can hear us out on Liberty Talk FM, and of course, all the different parts of the Vera Networks, whether you're listening on the last frequency or maybe you're driving around uh, in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina, and you've managed to tune in to WCET-FM, wherever 
you are listening. If you are here live, thank you so much for joining us. And if you're listening after the fact to the podcast, well, thank you just as much. But, hey, come join the party and be part of the live bit. You can do that by uh, signing up over at MeWe, slipping on into the Last Frequency uh, group, and then uh, be part of the chat organization. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun that way. Uh, should have an interesting uh, lineup today as we are scheduled to be joined by Lucas Miles, an ordained minister and the author of the book Woke Jesus, The False Messiah Destroying Christianity. Uh, you know, that's a topic that I and Ron Edwards have discussed quite a bit over the years and definitely looking forward to having that conversation with uh, Lucas Miles. We're also scheduled to be joined a little bit later by Kaylin Doerr, who's the chief marketing officer over at Tusk, and uh, we'll be talking about some free speech First Amendment issues over there. Uh, in the second half, we'll have joining us once again Red State journalist Becky Noble. Uh, we'll be discussing uh, some of her most recent work and the stories surrounding that. And we are scheduled to uh, end up tonight with Miss Karen England. She's, of course, uh, president of the Capital Resource Institute. And in case you missed it, Randy, uh, Randy Weingartner was out there saying that when it comes to teachers' unions, the real concern here is we can't let parental rights become segregation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So naturally, we're going to have an interesting conversation with all four of tonight's great guests, uh, presuming that we have no hiccups. And of course, it's Friday night. It's live. Anything can happen. Before we jump into anything else, however, I, I have to take a few moments to remind you about our friends over at Native Path. We're getting really, really close to the end of our first sponsorship uh, you know, the uh, time frame. We had this campaign working together. It's coming to an end, and we're in that crunch time to make sure that they've got their return on investment, right? So what I'm asking you to – yeah, <laughs> making fun of me because I'm choking up over here. Uh, I'm going to have to take a quick sip. It's great to do radio when you can't even get your voice to work right. <laughs> anyway, thanks for all the help, Doug. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to re just reiterate that point because uh, it definitely would be a case where if you guys have been kind of waiting to go visit and see what's going on, now would be the time to go ahead and check them out because I cannot possibly express to you how much better my ankles, my knees, even my calf muscle that was really, really damaged. You guys remember when I had my issue with my – in fact, I was talking with Doug just a little while ago with this uh, – when – I had the issue right as we were going into the whole COVID business, and of course I was laid off from the day job for a minute, and I was just walking down the hill and kind of turned it, and it ended up being a bad sprain, a really bad one. But uh, things never quite healed right, uh, but now it's feeling so much better since I've been taking the krill oil, and, and there's no question about it. That is the factor here. So they're phenomenal. I'll continue to use them even if the sponsorship deal comes to an end, but it would really help me out 
If you've been putting it off but you think you might do it, just go visit the website, see what's going on, and decide for yourself if you want to take advantage of the offer that's set aside just for listeners of Tap Into the Truth. Bottom line here is that if you're worried about your heart, your memory, or swollen, achy joints, this Antarctic krill oil supplement could help put an end to issues with all three. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation in the body. It helps reduce swelling and joint pain, and it has really, really done wonders for me on that count. No better time to try it for yourself. Just go to FixSwollenFeet.com. Get a chance to take advantage of that special offer just for listeners of this show. The krill oil is pure. It is effective. It's bioavailable, and it contains a special form of omega-3 fatty acid, which is that antioxidant that helps reduce inflammation to the body. Now, I can't promise you that it's going to work as well for you as it has for me. Um, I can't tell you it's going to work in the same way that it did because we're all different. We all know that this is that's just the reality. But what I can tell you is that if you visit FixSwollenFeet.com and take full advantage of the best offer they've got, it is worth taking the chance to see how well it's going to work for you. And that's all I've really ever asked you to do when it comes to any of the sponsors. Don't take my word for it. Decide for yourself. All right. That puts us right up to about time to bring on our first guest of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show for the first time a man that I'm very much looking forward to getting to speak with. Welcome, Lucas Miles. Uh, Lucas, uh, thank you so much for giving up some of your very valuable going into the weekend time to hang out with me and talk to my audience. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. It's great to be here. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. All right. Uh, obviously, I, I kind of mentioned already that you're an ordained pastor, and uh, you're the author of Woke Jesus, the False Messiah Destroying Christianity. Now, it's been a reoccurring topic uh, on this show, and I'm sure you probably already spoke to several other uh, folks in both the conservative realms and in the Christian realms uh, between various uh, television, radio, and podcast spots uh, that have expressed a similar concern. Christianity itself seems to be under attack by these woke notions, and the picture of Christ himself has been altered in many ways. Uh, a lot of churches aren't even preaching the Gospels anymore. Uh, my question to you at this point, obviously you're concerned about the idea of wokeness in the church. You're concerned about the image of mm -hmm. Jesus being woke, which is being really popular among a certain sect of Christianity. What was the trigger point for you to decide that you needed to write this book and that this was a message that needed to be out now? No, great question. And I think that, um, you know, this is, this is important as everybody starts waking up to kind of the damaging uh, doctrines of progressive ideology and how it's creeping in. I think it's important that everybody starts you know, utilizing their voice to bring people back to the truth. For me, um, probably around 2012 or so, I started uh, sort of seeing some of the writing on the wall, specifically in the area that I live in, South Bend, Indiana. Uh, we, um, you know, we watched the rise of Mayor Pete Buttigieg in our city as our mayor. I was a senior pastor in town and, you know, had some interactions, you know, with he and his team. 
you know, over the years. And I started growing concerned about the way in which I was seeing them utilize Christianity to justify certain positions that they held regarding social issues and basically using Jesus as sort of this propaganda-like figure. And that was really the thing that, you know, I started realizing, okay, something's off here. And I saw a lot of churches in our area as sort of this microcosm of the nation um, really begin to drift towards progressive ideology. I'm not trying to blame, you know, that, that he's the reason that this is happening nationally or anything like that. This is just, you know, one area that this was starting to take place in. Uh, by the time we got to the 2015, 2016 uh, kind of election cycle, I uh, did a series at our church uh, for about eight weeks where I actually taught through uh, what does the Bible have to say, and we had kind of eight different hot-button issues socialism versus capitalism, uh, what does the Bible have to say about marriage, gender, sexuality, uh, sovereign borders, you know, all these sorts of things. And during that time period, uh, we had a, we had a, just a, a vibrant church, a lot of things going on for us. We lost about 40 to 50 percent of our people in eight weeks in South Bend, Indiana, when I started teaching on a biblical world. What does the Bible have to say about these different worldview issues? And I realized very quickly that there's a lot of Christians attending church that actually don't possess a biblical worldview. Now, the stats out from places like Barna and others are showing that even now, seven out of eight pastors don't have a biblical worldview today. So, look, there's, there's, uh, I experienced on, on a you know personal level uh, the effects of wokeism, how it affected my people, ripping our church apart. I'm proud to say and very thankful to say that our church has grown uh, four times just in the last 12 months alone. Um, and, and we're seeing tremendous growth, and we've really, you know, I had a choice to either stop talking about these topics or double down on them, and I decided that for the sake of the gospel, I'm going to double down. Well, I don't think you can go wrong doubling down on the gospel. Uh, I don't think that's a losing a scenario, especially given the fact that, you know, I'm pretty sure you see the same things. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there that, have either gotten away from church or were never really involved in church, and you can see them out here searching for that missing piece uh, where they they don't have that interaction, they they don't have that personal relationship with God, and it leads them to try to find good things. And I think that's part of what helps a lot of young people in particular to fall victim to the woke mentality because this progressive mentality preaches – uh, in a way that sounds like it's awesome and oh we care about everything and 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 it sounds really good if you want to be a good person but you're left with this uh vacancy that's still there because it's hollow it's empty and in a lot of ways and and I don't want to put any words in your mouth so you're free to disagree with me at any point you like but in a lot of ways progressivism the, the modern version is nothing more than an attempt to control people uh, with under the guise of being the good guy and when it comes to living with a gospel view uh, when you are believing and living and standing on your faith sometimes you are by default going to look like the bad guy uh, at least the way our society is aligned and we're warned about that but uh Given the fact that you've seen this growth, I think that does speak to the fact that a lot of people uh, are missing what a true gospel worldview brings, and that a lot of people are starting to realize the falsehoods that are being promised through the uh, progressive mindset. Uh, is Has that been your experience to this point? 
Yeah, I think that there's a lot of spirit, what I would call spiritual refugees or church refugees right now, meaning that there's individuals who love the Lord, they have a relationship with God, they thought they were in a safe church, but then they saw their pastor kind of deviate away from the gospel into wokeism, whether that's critical queer theory, critical race theory, uh, you know, some other sort of anti-gospel position. And, and they, uh, w- you know, were sort of sent out, you know, whether they were kicked out or whether they had to they leave because it just wasn't a, um, a trusted place where they could rely on their family, you know, being fed on a, on a you know, week-by-week basis with, with good Christian values and biblical values, that, uh, that they had to go out looking for a new place. So, you know, I, I, there's a portion of our growth that we've experienced that are Christians who have felt like they were they they lost their church family to wokeism and they had to set out looking for somebody or a place or a ministry that was that they could trust on these issues so certainly that's been part of our growth but we're also seeing people that i think are um are are recognizing the emptiness of what the world has to offer and even at times the emptiness that progressive ideology has to offer now you know when we're talking about a heretical view like this heresy it's important to remember, is usually mostly true. It's at least partially true. And it's built, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so deceptive if it didn't have some foundational truth there. So there's a lot of frameworks within woke Christianity that sound very, very convincing, that they, they sort of cherry pick from different things. And, you know, Jesus was a refugee, so therefore we have to have open borders. You know, it's these false conclusions that are made, or, you know, Jesus flipped over the temples and the tables, so therefore, you know, we need to allow um, certain, you know, protests. If they get a little violent and a city, you know, uh, uh, gets some destruction, it's not a big deal. Jesus destroyed some things in the temple. You know, they use this sort of logic and use Jesus as a way to twist the scriptures in order to justify you know, godless behavior today and sinful behavior today, but because they put a verse next to it, it's supposed to be convincing for people. And, you know, look, it's, it's been very effective. You have, you have, you know, woke influencers that are making videos about Jesus and, and social issues, trying to, you know, and when you have a, uh, such a prevalence of biblical illiteracy like we've seen in this nation, um, you know, it's, it's very, very convincing. And so I wrote this book, Woke Jesus, to really help people understand the history of how we got here, and then ultimately what we can do about it as Christians to really, uh, uh, you know, help people restore, and even within ourselves, help restore a biblical worldview and make sure that the Jesus that we are worshiping is the true biblical Christ who is our Lord and Savior. Yeah. Well, you basically rolled in the answer to the next thing I was going to ask you with that, which, of course, is what you believe is the most harmful aspect of this uh, woke uh, version of Jesus that uh, the leftist church seems to be pushing because uh, it, it is dangerous not just from the aspect of you're being misled but it, it's also dangerous in losing a, a good understanding of what all of the lessons are supposed to be uh, as you go through and read the Bible and read the words and actions of Christ. Uh, it, it becomes a situation where if you just cherry pick, as you already mentioned, you can really put a twisted version and, and you're left thinking if you don't understand, if you don't read for yourself, if you don't do your own research, uh, if you just put all your faith in your uh, progressive pastor, 
then you really put yourself in a position where you are acting in a sinful way, perhaps, uh, when you think you're doing the right thing. I, I really get concerned, though, in so much as just the imagery and the issue. I, I almost liked it better uh, when the left just obviously hated people of faith, and especially Christianity, uh, because, you know, a true person of faith is never going to sit back and just just leave themselves up to the whims of the state. The government is never going to be their highest power, and that's why uh, the left, political left, has never really liked people that are truly uh, ensconced in living their faith, because if God is your guiding uh, star, you're never going to just give them all the power and authority and unquestioning loyalty that they want. But uh, is there something that struck you as you were putting together the materials for your book that really just struck a deeper chord than you even realized when you first started the project? Is there a greater threat than anything that I just mentioned? Yeah, you know, I, I think on a personal level that one of you know, because I'll hear people say, well, you know, what's so bad about critical race theory or what's so bad about, you know, socialism or something like that? And, you know, when you look at the heart of all of these critical theories, now we have critical race theory, critical queer theory. You know, there's people talking about critical fat theory. I mean, there's there's just all these ridiculous things that are that are being you know proposed by people and theorized. And and the the one of the things on a personal faith journey level that's so problematic about woke ideology, which really is cultural Marxism, um, is that it robs the believer of the opportunity to suffer for the sake of Christ. And let me explain that, because, you know, the, one of the only things that I can offer God on this side of heaven that I can't offer him in the next life is, is my faithfulness in the face of adversity. It's my faithfulness and my reliance on him and my worship of him um, when the world turns against me. Within woke ideology, the persecution that a person faces is always, it's never as a result of their faith in Christ. It's always as a result of their skin color, their socioeconomic status, their sexuality, their gender. It's never suffering for Christ. You actually can't suffer for Christ if you subscribe to woke ideology, because your suffering is always for some other reason. It's because of the system. It's because of something else. But the Bible says that the world hates us because it first hated him, and that because the world hates Jesus, that therefore that hatred is then projected on us as Christians. We suffer because he was hated first. It has nothing to do with me. And, and when you hold to these woke beliefs, you're robbing God of actually the glory that you could give him in the face of adversity um, by honoring him in those moments rather than making it about yourself. Yeah, I, I think that's an aspect that uh, a lot of people don't even really think of, but that is an excellent point. Uh, it, it really does come down to the, the fact that if you don't suffer to some degree for your faith, you won't ever truly appreciate your faith if you don't have some level of testing. Uh, and unfortunately, in this modern uh, culture that we seem to have established here in the United States, uh, the very notion that anyone should suffer for any reason uh, has become so abhorrent 
uh, when, you know, the simplest joys used to be from the fact that you had to earn, work for, you had to earn, you had to struggle, you, you really uh-huh. had to go out and suffer a little bit in order to get those things that you wanted. And then there was such a greater appreciation for it. Uh, no one ever likes anything that's just handed to them, so there's not enough appreciation. But there's so much more of a deeper aspect than any of that when it comes to faith. So that's, that's a phenomenal point, Lucas, and I, I really hope more people will listen to the message and will go out and get a copy of Woke Jesus. Uh Time is running out for us already, and uh, I end up saying this a lot here lately, but uh, you can always tell how good a conversation is by how quickly it goes by, and it certainly went by pretty fast for me. I I really appreciated you coming on. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity, though, to let everybody know where they can find the book. Uh, Feel free to share any websites that you would like. If you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share the handles and the platforms, and any final thoughts you want to share as well, uh, go ahead and just get all that out there right now. Absolutely. So for, for any pastors out there, we have a new platform called AmericanPastorProject.org, AmericanPastorProject.org, and you can go there and take a pledge in order to stand against wokeism within your congregation. And to any uh, other people out there, you can go to that website as well at AmericanPastorProject.org. And we have a church locator, and you can see different pastors' churches that have signed this statement, and you can look for a church near you that is taking this pledge to stand against wokeism within the American pulpit. And of course, head over to lucasmiles.org, grab a copy of my book, Woke Jesus. And if you're interested in having me come to an event or a church uh, that you have, uh, always uh, always happy to do that. You can fill out uh, different uh, uh, forms on my website, uh, but my team would love to uh, stay in touch with you on that. All right. Well, again, thank you so very much for coming on uh, air with us tonight and sharing some of your time. Uh, I really appreciate you being on the front lines of this. This is something that is unfortunately long overdue, but partially because for the longest time, a lot of people weren't even recognizing the issue. And I think, sadly, there's still a few folks out there that haven't. But I'm glad to have you fighting on the front lines and helping to support others to do it. Uh, Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. And I'd love to get uh, to talk to you again sometime soon. And hopefully we can talk about some positive things going on as the message goes. Thank you so much, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Lucas Miles, uh, pastor and author of Woke Jesus, the False Messiah Destroying Christianity. And, you know, that is a legitimate issue that we need to be taking up. I mean, I, I Doug, uh, in the control room right now, is probably tired of hearing me and Ron both talk about this topic so much. Ron probably more than I do, and I talk about it plenty. And when we get together, it seems like it always comes up. But uh, it is something that we need to return to. Faith is supposed to be challenging. And if you are so committed to the false religion of wokeism, then you can't be committed to the path of Christianity. It's just that simple. The two don't really mix, despite their best efforts. Now, it's almost time for us to take the mid-hour break, but right before we do that, I need to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Why? Because, dadgummit, if you're like me, you probably like to procrastinate. 
well, I don't really like it, but I often do because I'm so busy. And uh, it's something that uh, by the time I get around to something, I've already regretted it. Now, I put it like this because, number one, if you're worried about saving money, but you're a concealed carry or even an open carry guy, you got your permits, you're legally allowed to do it, then you need a great holster, and you need a comfortable holster. Vanish Holster fits that bill. They have thousands of their customers that swear they're the most comfortable holster, period. And several of those same thousands and a few other folks uh, attest to the fact that if you start using a Vanish Holster, you'll never stop. I tend to believe them. It's a really cool product. It works with almost all automatic handguns. It's designed to carry two additional magazines, and it works without a tactical belt. Beyond that, it's also designed to let you carry in multiple positions. So if one position is not working well for you, you can shift it around a little bit, get a different position that will work for you. It does all that, but here's the downside. Remember I was talking about procrastination and saving money? Here's the deal. In the age of Bidenomics, the dollar's buying power is dissipating. Several companies, Vanish Holster being one of them, have tried holding the line, hoping that uh, the economy would turn before they had to do it. But unfortunately, it's not likely to happen. There's an excellent chance that prices are going to be going up before the end of the year. Do not miss your chance to take full advantage of savings by virtue of your dollar still having some buying power. Go ahead and visit www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. By doing the backslash T-A-P-P, you'll also automatically activate yourself an extra $40 savings on whatever you decide to get, if you decide to get anything. Remember, all I'm doing is asking you to go check it out. And if you have already checked it out and you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to do that, but you haven't yet, then I'm asking you – do it sooner rather than later. Uh, not trying to pressure you, but just reminding you that now's the time with price increases looming. That's all I got to say. Let me uh, help light that fire to help avoid procrastination. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, check them out. Don't waste your time. Get the Vanish Holster now. And we'll be back right after this break. This is Randy Noble with the Cross in the Desert, speaking hope and freedom to Iran. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Well, it looks like more and more pharmaceutical-oriented doctors are getting all mixed up between the corona China virus, allergies, and the common cold. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from Yerber's Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. When I was just a little lad growing up in Cleveland, sometimes I'd hear adults saying that doctors don't always know what the heck they're doing when it comes to health care. I must say that as I observe the actions and 
heard what many doctors have said regarding, for example, the coronavirus situation when many doctors refused to treat coronavirus patients with medicines like ivermectin or even hydroxychloroquine, but would give unwitting patients remdesivir, which would shut down a patient's kidneys and in some cases kill them. Now, according to NBC News, doctors say that they're finding increasingly difficult to distinguish coronavirus from allergies or the common cold, proving what us non-doctors knew from the start. Coronavirus was mostly an end to a means regarding government control, not finding real cures. Please help him. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Follow me on Truth Social at The Edwards Notebook, numeral one. These stocks are designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or having to train how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Introducing Beanstalk. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink Conquer. Repeat. Skull.
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, thanks for Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. This is Kalen Dorr with Tusk Browser, and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tap In The Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. And oh, by the way, Kalen Dort is with us right now, at not just in the liner, but he's here as our guest right now. He is, of course, the chief marketing officer for Tusk Browser, the one, the true, the only free speech committed browser out there. And free speech is an issue that we really kind of need to talk about, especially given some of the things going on. But before I continue to babble on, what do you say we actually welcome uh, Galen back onto the show? Uh, uh, Galen, thank you so much for joining us again. I, I appreciate you coming back on with us tonight. How are you this Friday? Brother, I'll always be there for you. You just uh, you just put up the the free speech signal, and I'll show up. Like I'm like free speech Batman. You let me know what's cooking. I'll be there. Let's go. Let's go kick some lefty butt. Let's go uh, win some free speech. What do you think? I think that sounds like a pretty damn good offer to me, sir. And I just might have to take you up on it if things keep going the way <laughs> they're going. Uh, uh, topic I wanted to discuss tonight. Uh, I have, of course, been talking about it here on the show as they came down. We saw the Proud Boys uh, as their January 6th trials have uh, managed to work their way through the courts, different uh, people at different levels of the organization, uh, getting different sentencing, uh, all of which seems a bit excessive. But I think the most disconcerting uh, fell to the folks that actually weren't even in D.C. that day, that they were basically told because they were eloquent that they had a large following, that essentially they were leaders of men and leaders of thought, that that made everything they said even more dangerous to the point that even a Trump-appointed judge decided that terrorism enhancements were necessary. It feels a lot to me like they were basically just uh, sentenced to prison for excessively long terms for exercising free speech. 
Is that the same take you've got? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty close. I think what we're seeing is a lot of places you know, kind of across the board, uh, a lot of people in power. And again, you know, I'm not one to make judgment calls on anyone's uh, morality or intention. Uh, you know, I think when everyone gets in the business of doing that, when they're not meant to be or not supposed to be, that's how we end up with the place we are now. And that's exactly what happened here. You see it happening across the board, whether it's, uh, you know, what's going on with anything related to January 6th. It's all, you know, leftists or bureaucrats uh, uh, just making judgment calls on the morality and the character and the intention of American people that are simply exercising their right to free speech. Uh, you know, you see those the, the Proud Boys that you mentioned. Again, you know, I'm not one. I don't, don't really know or dabble in what they got going on. You know, it's kind of an ideology. Uh, but, like, they should not be getting decades-long prison terms when, you know, carjackers who, you know, run over people in Washington, D.C., or, dare I say, senators from the state of New Jersey get off with much less of a penalty than that. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a double standard ongoing, but it just – it's – my mind stays boggled, though, when essentially – I mean, clearly, if you had actually been orchestrating something criminal, then, okay, it's enough that you were a leader. Uh, you know, it's a very different scenario, though, to simply say some things that you believe politically. And if you didn't pull any strings, if you weren't there and committed an actual act of, uh, of terrorism or destruction or even vandalism. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm condoning anything. Now, I know that the Proud Boys, they've been uh, maligned as being racist. And what most people have gotten away from is the fact that they were started as kind of a social club to push back against Antifa. Uh, whatever it's morphed into, you know, I'm not a member, so I don't know what's going on there either. But I tend to. To want to believe the best, and I think that they've essentially protested mostly uh, the right things the right way. Uh, the fact that this particular issue, though, is not so much about the Proud Boys or who they are or, or who they were. It is a lot like what you pointed out. Uh, I would say that going to a federal court building in Seattle or in Portland – and burning it down or trying to, going to police stations and locations like that, burning those down, that constitutes something much closer to a insurrection than what occurred on January 6th. Uh, obviously, I, again, don't condone vandalism, don't think anybody should have assaulted anyone else. Uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about doing it. But you can't remedy any level of the wrong by – taking someone else's constitutionally protected, God-given rights away from them, especially if you can't actually prove a crime. And if your crime is just talking, then that's Banana Republic time, right? Well, exactly. Look, this is the entire we, – we, everyone has to take a step back and look at everything that's happening in the world currently. And you look at what they're doing with Russell Brand. Uh, and YouTube is, is stripping people, uh, him of his monetization and his rights. You look at what we've been discussing tonight, and it all boils down to just a few things, right? The radical left platform is built on basically two principles, one of which is uh, to gaslight you into believing what's happening in front of your own very eyes, 
isn't actually the truth, isn't what's happening, right? You see this with inflation. You see this with the January 6th. They labeled it insurrection. You know, I, I, I'm, for one, don't buy that, uh, you know, by, by any means. Uh, you know, things like that. They, they think so little, right, of people like you and I that have been doing this in the broad daylight for, for decades and decades. And then the second pillar upon which they're built is they want to make you feel alone, right? And that's ultimately what all this is, is geared to do. These policies, them stripping you of your rights, is to make you feel like you are the only one in the world that thinks, uh, speaks, uh, feels, uh, uh, you know, believes in the things that you believe in. And if you even begin to reach out and discuss these things that might be antithetical to what they believe in, uh, you know, you're, you're put in jail. This is a, it's thought crimes. It's not, it's not anything real or tangible. It's all ephemeral because they don't deal in things that exist in the real world. They deal in the ephemeral. They deal in the ideological. They deal in the emotional. And at the end of the day, that's what all of this is about. Uh, you know, whereas, you know, people like you and I, are sitting here and we're thinking about how we can create more jobs, how we can push back on the CCP, how we can uh, promote free speech, how we can, you know, reduce censorship and teach our kids to get back to a place where there's a marketplace of ideas in this country because that's what once made us great and it will again. That is the difference between the two parties. That's what we're seeing here. It's a spiritual and an ideological war unlike anything we've ever seen before in our nation's history. Absolutely. I mean, their attacks right now in this fashion are designed to try and push people back and also designed to send a message to anyone else who might be thinking and joining someone like you or me uh, in, in our quest for continuing the blessings of liberty. Uh, it's like, nope, we, we can't have conservatism running wild, and uh, here's what happens to you guys if you follow this path. It's very dangerous. Uh, now, I would be remiss if at this point in particular I didn't ask you how things are going over at Tusk. Man, things over at Tusk, they're going really well. Uh, we've relaunched a, you know, a chat GPT open AI actually shut down uh, the first ever conservative AI chatbot. It's something we've been working on uh, you know, day and night for a while there. We launched it and they shut it down. So that's back up and running. Uh, and I think it's very important that we become a part of some of these conversations. Uh, you know, and we're, we're getting back to a place, like I said, a marketplace of ideas, right? People are entitled. They, they can be liberal. You're entitled to be wrong if that's how you choose. Uh, and you can be willfully ignorant, you know, in your opinions, right? Um, but, again, that's what made our country great. And so for those that are listening uh, uh, to this today, uh, make sure you go check it out at tuskbrowser.com. Uh, and, and take a look at the product itself. You're allowed to sort your news by left, right, and center, and really you know, go out there and let curiosity get the best of you uh, and see what everybody's saying. Yeah. Well, what I absolutely love about Tusk is that it truly is free speech. It, it doesn't limit. It gives you the opportunity to decide what news you want hitting uh, in your uh, at regular service. You get to decide uh, percentage-wise, how much conservative, how much 
uh, leftist maybe you want to see and you have a lot of control and that is great i mean you really are opening up the marketplace of ideas which a lot of folks on the left really don't like because their ideas don't typically stand up very well as you've already alluded to but i know i've been all in on tusk since i first got the opportunity to talk to jeff and uh you know i love the fact that you guys are really really strongly promoting this and you know it, it seems like it's a no-brainer at this point but it is still an uphill battle. You're you're fighting uh, when it comes to the browsers. I mean, Google practically has a monopoly on search engines and browsers. Uh, you've got some other bigger names that you're still fighting for market share. But your message is clearly getting out of there because it seems like I'm talking to more and more people that are using it. Uh, what would you say that the uh, the growth has been so far? Because I mean, I know you guys have been growing. Yeah, no, we've seen exponential growth this year, and we're going to continue to find uh, new ways to bring in audiences, you know, whether it's things like the, the AI chatbot or what I'm really excited about is, you know, we're talking about releasing something uh, to, to get it into schools. Uh, I think that is, is something that's really important because, uh, you know, if we're looking at leading a legacy of free speech, uh, it really does start with encouraging curiosity and creativity in the next generation of, of, of children, right? Uh, it's something that, uh, you know, was commonplace when I was growing up, uh, but might not have been for the last, you know, generation or so. we got to get back there ASAP, where we are so screwed just as a country. Uh, if everyone's just going to believe what, uh, you know, Hollywood liberals have to say or, you know, cadavers in chief like Joe Biden, then we're in trouble, right? So, you know, we're really excited about things like getting this in the hands of school children and continuing to grow uh, with the right people in the right ways. I think that's important. Uh, you're right. We are basically fighting to deprogram, uh, you know, the, the American public or the world, worldwide public at large. You know, I ran uh, Getter uh, with a good friend of mine and Trump advisor Jason Miller before this, and that was what really struck me is, that, again, like when we talk about social media, the verbs that we're using are literally the names of the platforms, right? We tweet, uh, we Google things. Uh, it, it's pretty astounding. So we're really trying to, to go back and rewrite uh, kind of everyone's genetic you know, brain code uh, into a way that you know, puts free speech first. And uh, you know, hopefully we're able to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, sir, uh, it, it is just – not enough time to, to continue the conversations, which just means that we've got an excuse to get back together again sometime in the near future, and I hope that we can. In the meanwhile, uh, one more time, remind everybody the websites to go to, uh, how they can sign up and download Tusk, and uh, if you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share your handles and platforms that you would like, and uh, any final thoughts you want to share as well, let's just go ahead and get all that out there right now. <laughs> well, everybody, make sure you go to uh, tuskbrowser.com, download the, uh, the, the search engine, uh, but also, you know, take a look. What really makes this a special project for me is that our CEO, Jeff Berman, has made sure that, you know, everyone who wants to invest or donate money kind of owns a piece of the company, and I think that's really important. Uh, it, it makes sure that, you know, we're, we're beholden to to stakeholders that believe in the vision. So uh, that's what I would encourage everyone to do. If you know you like what you hear tonight and you want to see us go back at it on uh, on social media, follow me on Twitter at uh, kdor k d o r r underscore usa. 
And uh, no, thank you, my brother. I, I really appreciate all the time and all the work that you're doing to to lead this good fight. Uh, you know, I, I hope your weekend is incredible. You get some good rest and you're ready to go back to battle here next week. All right. Well, I appreciate the sentiment, sir. And, uh, you know, I, all that right back at you. I appreciate uh, the good work you've been doing. I mean, the work you did at Gitter was phenomenal. And then uh, I think I mentioned this last time you were on, but I was really excited to see your name attached with Tusk after knowing what you'd done over there. So only good things happening. That's fantastic. I, I love uh, being with the uh, Gipper uh, AI bot. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and I have I'm looking forward to continue. Just remember, Godspeed to you, sir, and uh, have a great weekend. Stay at it. You're on the front lines more than I am, and I appreciate it. Well, I'll come back. Let's swap some more war stories here in, uh, in a little bit. You keep me posted, and uh, I'll be back. No worries. All right. Sounds great, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, – what can I say? He's a former Trump aide. He's currently the chief marketing officer at Tusk. Uh, that's Kalen Dorr, and uh, he's he is a great patriot. Uh, he's a good guy, uh, and uh, you know I really enjoy getting to talk to him. Uh, probably as much as any other guest I've gotten to talk to here lately. And we've had some really good guests here lately. I, I'm I'm really glad at the uh, level of some of the folks that are coming on. Uh, it, it does. A world of good for me because you guys are listening to the show in larger numbers because you want to hear these guests and that's working great i gotta love it all right before we run out of time on the hour to try to reset it because of the timing coming out of the break i need to talk to you now before we run out of time this hour about our friends over at four patriots now i saved four patriots not not because they're the least but they're at last in this hour because they are the most versatile of the companies that are currently partnered with the show. But what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, when we look at Vanish Holsters, they're trying to sell you a holster. Uh, when we look at Native Path, I mean, they have a few other things besides the krill oil, but the krill is what they're promoting here. Uh, so it's good for you. They're a great partner. But that's what their focus is. When we look at Four Patriots, they're trying to anticipate literally anything that might happen that you might need in order to survive if things go sideways. Uh, whether you're talking about survival food kits, whether you're talking about backup emergency electricity, uh, water filtration, uh, whatever it may be. In fact, they're really, really touting uh, right now, and, and rightfully so, the fact that their emergency car kit – which is a phenomenal kit. It's got all kinds of really uh, cool stuff in it. Uh, that it was just rated the number one car kit by Field and Stream. Now, Field and Stream, they're no joke. When they put these uh, survival kits uh, through their paces, uh, they're hardcore about it. So that really is a big honor for them, and I'm proud uh, for them on that. They, they deserve a pat on the back. But here's the thing. You deserve the best survival gear, the best preparation gear that's available, you're not going to find any better than what you can find at Four Patriots. Now, you might find some as good at one of those other guys, but when it comes to the survival food kits, you're not going to find anything that tastes as good. I can tell you that much. I've tried some of the others, and there's a couple that's not bad, but I wouldn't say it's good. Four Patriots, I would say they're several items pretty good 
But, you know, you just need to go check that out for yourself. So, if you don't mind too terribly much, uh, visit our friends at 4Patriots by going to 4Patriots.com. Now, once you're there, you'll get a chance to peruse all the things that they've got going on. Do not hesitate when you see something that you absolutely want to have or just want to try. Uh, put it in that shopping cart, and when you decide it is time to check out, do not forget to use promo code TAPP, that is T-A-P-P, because that will get you a 10% discount on everything in the store. So the more you're getting, uh, the bigger the savings, of course, but even if you're just getting a $10 item and you're getting 10% off in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? Am I right? So again, visit our friends by going to fourpatriots.com. That's the number four. Don't don't type in the word four. It's the number four patriots.com. Use promo code TAP T A P P. Get that ten percent discount and do yourself a favor because the way this administration's going, if you don't already have a buildup of emergency food and some of these other things, you're already starting at a disadvantage. Don't hesitate. All right, I'm uh, looking here, and I guess Doug is telling me I got two minutes before we have to reset the hour. And that gives me a great opportunity to remind you that I have a new piece out. Uh, I wrote a uh, op-ed, and it is now up at ipatriot.com. So I'll put a link in the show description for the folks that are listening to the podcast version of this. Uh, talking about what happened with this young lady named St. Now I talked about her. Uh, I believe it was the Sunday show. Now it may have been the Tuesday show. Um, if you listen on the Vera Networks, you would have heard that. But regardless. This, this young lady in the UK, 19-year-old, had a mitochondrial disorder. And again, the National Health Service decided that they needed to flex their muscle, their control, uh, their ration care. They decided they weren't going to let this girl try an experimental treatment. Well, I was a bit miffed about that. Now, uh, as you can tell, I went ahead and wrote the piece from that perspective, and it's a criticism of socialized medicine and their determination that Christian faith is a mental defect. Uh, if you don't want to go visit uh, ipatriot.com, then you can go to tap into the truth and go to the blog page, uh, and you'll see the original version there. Uh, you can uh, look at the difference between what I wrote and how it got edited. In the meanwhile, don't go anywhere. It is time for us to reset the hour, and on the other side, we will jump headlong into the rest of the weekend. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Tim Tapp, 
host of Tapping to the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. You can find me at gumshoepolitics.substack.com and at redstate.com. You're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap in the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so very much for staying with us through that break as we reset the hour. And now we are diving headlong into hour number two of the Friday Night Live show. Here in just a few moments, we will be joined by Miss Becky Noble. And we'll be talking about some of her most recent work over at Red State. Uh, well, we'll be talking about the topics that she's been covering. Uh, and she's writing great stuff. I, I haven't been on social media quite as much this past week as uh, have been previously, so I haven't been sharing her stuff as much as I had been recently, but it's well worth it. Uh, just go to redstate.com, and one of the really cool things at Red State is you'll notice across the top they've got the home page, and then they've got authors and columns and, and all these other tabs. Just hit the authors, and uh, they've got a lot of great uh, journalists working over at Red State, actually, so no doubt about that. But uh, you can hit uh, Becky Noble's uh, little picture there when you pull up uh, authors, and uh, it's going to list all of her stuff. Uh, a good portion of it is part of their free section, but uh, Becky gets her fair share of work in the VIP section too, so you got to go behind the paywall to see some of it. But uh, it's well worth it. Uh, i got to tell you, she's really good at this. Now, before we bring her on, though, uh, I am once again forced to remind you about our friends over at Native Path. And I'm going to continue to mention the fact that we're getting really, really close to the end of our first campaign together. And they have not decided whether or not they're going to renew yet or not. Uh, so it would help me if you've already looked at it and you're thinking about maybe trying it. If you went ahead and did it before they make a final determination, uh, getting their return on investment is kind of cool. But the the really uh, positive thing here is that based on my experience with it, it's probably going to be one of the best things you can do for yourself. Uh, as I've mentioned before, we've got this woke virus that has infected the medical profession at this point. So you really do have to take your health into your own hands, and that means simple things like eating right and exercising smart and resting well. And then if you decide that you're going to take supplements, you really need to make sure that the supplements you're using are bioavailable and uh, are effective. I can't tell you enough how effective for me 
their Antarctic krill oil supplements been. So if you're worried about your heart, your memory, or swollen, achy joints, this Antarctic krill oil supplement from Native Path, it really can help you to put an end to issues with all three, potentially. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And there's never been a better time to just try it for yourself. Just go visit them at FixSwollenFeet.com. You go to that uh, URL, they'll know that you came from here. But more importantly, they'll give you the hard sell. You just got to kind of go through that. But there's a lot of important information there, too. And you might be surprised to find out how good this krill oil that is very pure, it's effective, it's easily absorbed by the body, and it contains a special version of omega-3 fatty acid, which happens to be that antioxidant that does the most good at reducing inflammation and swelling in the body. Uh, And that goes a long way towards helping solve all kinds of pain issues. Uh, If you're constantly having to take uh, pain relief medication, especially uh, ibuprofen or acetaminophen, uh, this is a much more natural, uh, friendlier, no-side-effect kind of thing that might work wonders for you there as well. So just if you've been putting off checking on it, now's the time to go check because here in a couple more broadcasts, I may not be mentioning them anymore. Now, I'm going to still be using them. Uh, at least until I find something that uh, works better. And right now, I haven't. Uh, I'm going to be willing to try and look for some stuff, I'll tell you. But right now, this works great. So, again, limited time, lowest price in the history, uh, limited special offer just for listeners of the show. Visit FixSwollenFeet.com. And uh, that's enough of me trying to sell you on that. Now is the time to get to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the show. Our guest here in hour number two, journalist extraordinaire. And I'm going to start, uh, that is the official title moving forward, because she continues to impress me with her work. Welcome back to the show, Miss Becky Noble. Becky, thank you so much for um, coming and hanging out with us on another Friday. How are you today? I'm great, Tim. Thank you so much for having me on. You're, you're, my, my husband keeps saying that he's going to have to cut a bigger hole in the doorway for my head if you keep saying all these nice things about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering the number of nice things I've said about him, uh, it's only fair that you get your chance to. But it's not well, like it's you so guys. Well, it's sweet of you. Thank you. It's not like you guys haven't earned it, though. Uh, just great work you're doing uh, over at Red State. And, of course, uh, Gumshoe gum Politics is nothing to sneeze at either. Uh, over on Substack, you're doing great stuff there. And I, I haven't had a chance to, to listen into the, the In Your Face podcast yet. I've been meaning to and meaning to and meaning to. And you, you know what it's like when you get super busy. But uh, oh, I understand yeah. that uh, – Not only are you uh, visiting me here, but uh, you're going to go visit a friend of mine pretty soon. You're going to go be on the uh, Ron Edwards American Experience. Uh, So the listeners here know when to tune in there. Uh, When is that upcoming? That is next Thursday afternoon in the two. Well, it's two o'clock my time. Is he is he an Eastern time zone? I'm in St. Louis, so I'm I'm a central time girl. But so it's going to it's it's two o five central time in the afternoon. 
All right. Now, you should have a lot of fun over there. Ron's a great guy, and I, I love yeah, uh, I talking wait. with him. And he spends time on this show, and I occasionally get to spend some time on his, too. It should be great, and uh, I'm sure he's going to start trying to make you a regular the way I'm trying to. Yeah. Uh, let, let's jump into some of the topics that we've seen this week. Obviously, uh, uh, one of the stories that you reported on, so uh, I'm going to keep it in topics that you've been talking about. Uh, sure. We're seeing mask policies being reinstituted, especially in certain parts of the country uh, and in medical areas. Now, I think the most ridiculous aspect of this to me uh, is the fact that you would expect that the medical professionals would be the ones that would really know better, would be the, the last ones to start trying to push this. But we know that this is more about political ideology than actual health care, uh, the way a lot of the leftist ideas about health care happen to be. But uh, what are you seeing so far and what areas is this affecting the most? Well, I think right now it seems to be just a lot of blue areas that – and, you know, and it's funny because I kind of kid around with, 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 you know, maybe my coworkers and other people in, in political circles and, you know, calling it the election variant. But, you know, I'm, I'm seeing more and more of that, that I think more and more people are, are maybe kind of uh, entertaining the thought that, hey, wait a minute, are the Democrats really going to try and do this again? And... I think the answer to that is yes. I think that they are because because we know that uh, you know they have people like Dr. Fauci and and a lot of the uh, CDC people. They're 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 all left wing, and so I think that there's there's got to be at least one or two in in a dark smoky room somewhere that are saying, hey, this worked in 2020. Maybe we can try it again because now. Joe Biden has a, has a, a record to run on, and that, that record they can't run on because, because it is so abysmal. And so I, know, I think they know. I think that there are enough of them that know that they are in some serious trouble in 2024. And so they are, you know, they're, they're, they may try it again. They're, they're going to try the, the, the COVID scare tactics. And yeah. I think the problem that they're going to have is that – COVID is a virus and viruses mutate. And so it, it's going to mutate into several other incarnations. And the thing is, is that back in 2020, we didn't know what it was. We didn't know, we didn't know how to fight it. We didn't know what to do with it. And so a lot of people ended up getting sick. And unfortunately, a lot of people ended up dying. But also what happened was that a lot of people built up immunity to it. And I saw a, a statistic a couple of weeks ago that said that they think that, that about 96% of the population in the United States has some immunity to COVID. And so that even if there was an uptick in cases and, and even if it gets to be, you know, where you have, you know, how they used to track cases of the flu, that it's not going to be anywhere near as lethal as 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 it might have been in 2020 but you know when desperate people do desperate things so right you know I yeah think I mean, the, the the one thing that nobody really seems to talk about uh, save a few conservative voices out there is the fact that normally the way the biology of a virus works the way it mutates is over time 
it mutates in a way to become more contagious but less deadly. That's how it ensures its continued existence. So, yeah, right. even if you have some level of immunity, because it's part of the COVID family, which is the same family that the common cold comes out of, we can expect mm -hmm. it to change enough that you're never going to have full immunity. You just hope that you don't catch a bad case, just the same as with the flu or with the cold. You, exactly. Nobody wants a bad one. Uh, what's concerning right. me here is, of course, as you pointed out, we do seem to have a case where people see something that was relatively effective in controlling the masses, especially when we didn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But at this point, has the CDC officially suggested going to mask in these areas, or is this strictly political at this point uh, while they're trying to hide it as being good medical advice, which we know it's not? I have not seen anything myself. I have not seen any new directives or guidelines from the CDC. So I think at this point, it's probably uh, politicians in blue states and blue areas of the country that, that are maybe kind of going a little rogue and maybe thinking that this is something that they can they can do on their own. And, uh, you know, maybe that's, that's where it's beginning. But, um, you know, I mean, a couple weeks ago, there was a story... Uh, and I think I included it in that piece. There was a story about a grade school in Maryland that they are, no, and no one has has told them. No, no one in a position of authority, no health officials or anything like that, told them to do this. They just did it on their own. That they immediately re reinstituted a mask mandate for elementary school kids. And all of the data shows that that kids are the the least susceptible to getting COVID. That it's it's mainly elderly people. And I've seen a lot of uh, college campuses that are reinstituting mask mandates and mask policies. It's, it's uh, you know, I, th I think if you want to protect yourself, maybe you have some underlying health conditions. And maybe once the cold and flu season really hits hard and you want to wear a mask when you go out in public to protect yourself, I think that's perfectly, that there, there's some common sense to that. But when you're just you know, willy nilly said telling third graders, hey, put a mask on. That's there's something more to it. There's something more to it. It's it's the beginnings of something. At least they think it is. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I, I don't doubt it. And and I tend to think that if the CDC had made an official recommendation, suggestion, issued the guidelines, the Biden administration would be out there touting it like crazy as part of their excuse right. to keep Joe from going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, we saw the reaction yeah. when yeah. Uh, Dr. Jill came down with COVID. Uh, shifting gears right. to another one of the stories that you covered this week, uh, and again, kind of leaning towards how the left is controlling children, uh, we saw uh, a high school in Kansas City this past week uh, where they crowned a biological male as homecoming queen for the second time. Now, this is Kansas City. This isn't California. It's not Chicago. It's right. not New York. It's not New Orleans. But this is the second time. Right. Now, when, when you see this, I don't know how much of this is the wokeness and uh, the LGBTQ or – I, I'm, correct me if I if I need to be corrected because I've seen this a lot the last two weeks, uh, Becky. Are we supposed to call it the uh, 2S LGBT now? Have, have they moved the two spirits to the front of the line? <laughs> I I can't keep up. I can't keep up. I, it, 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 it's 
it's too many letters on the keyboard for me, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, and that was the point of my piece was that you're not looking at you. We would expect this maybe to happen, like you just said, in places like New York or California or Chicago or someplace like that. This is Kansas City. This is, this is roughly 500 miles away from me right in the middle of America. And, uh, yeah, it, it's not the first time. It, the first time it happened was actually back in 2015 when maybe you had heard of transgender people, but it wasn't as prolific as it is now, and it wasn't affecting young people and children the way it is now. And it's, I, I, and, I, and I even said so in the piece that, you know, I think maybe you could chalk up the 2015 uh, homecoming queen crowning. Maybe that was a dry run just to see what would happen. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's so, I, I don't understand. Well, I kind of do, I guess, because in, in cancel culture right now, people are so afraid to speak up and speak out about this kind of thing. But, you know, and I've asked the, the times that I have written on transgender issues, I've asked the same question over and over. Where are the feminists who are fighting back, you know, maybe not so much homecoming queen, but, but you know, in the instance of women's sports, where, where are the, the tried and true, the traditional feminist, feminists who fought to get women's sports on equal footing with men? And they, they fought for years and years in order to make that happen. And now it's like they're just giving it away. And, you know, it, what other f- traditionally female space is, is going to be inhabited by, by men pretending to be women? And, because, and, and I say that as, as a reference to another story that I covered about a sorority at the University of Wyoming that was forced to allow a biological man to live in the sorority house with them. And as, as somebody who is a uh, recovering sorority member, it's, it's, it's a very uh, special time in your life, and you, you, you make a lot of special friendships during that time. And to have it invaded like that, because I just can't think of another word to use. It's, I, I, I really feel for those girls, and, I, and I, you know, that was the story that I really, really wanted to write because having been a member of a sorority, I knew what they were going through. And, and I felt like that, that hopefully I was trying to help them, you know, by getting their story out there. But it's just it, – it, there's just no pushback. And I think, I think part of it is, like you said, I think it's just part of this, this uber-woke stuff that's going on. And the other part of it is that people are just too afraid to speak up and speak out because they don't want to be called – what Russ used to say, racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobes. You know, it's – it's fear. And, you know, fear is a powerful thing. And I think it's keeping a lot of people from speaking out. That's why I'm really grateful for people like Riley Grains, who's out there. Yeah. You know, she she was forced to, to deal with the situation where you've got this uh, male who has done nothing as far as we know, other than claims of uh, doing hormonal treatments. But Again, since that's medical procedures, we really don't know if that actually happened or not. Uh, right. <laughs> regardless, though, uh, you, you've got Riley who tied at a meet and was told, okay, uh, we're going to need you to just stand down. Uh, we have to have him on the podium. He's going to get this. Yeah. Uh, and it becomes clear at this point 
that so much is about the image and so much is about pushing the agenda and that these girls, these young women in Riley's case, because these are collegiate uh, age uh, girls, but, but we're seeing it in high schools and in middle schools too. They're right. being pushed and bullied and told somehow that they're wrong if they speak up, if they feel uncomfortable. I was really happy to see this past week uh, an entire school uh, had their students yeah. walk out based on a, a transgender bathroom policy uh, where I you have yeah. literally some of these girls now refuse to go to the uh, restrooms in the school because they never know who's going to be in there with them and they don't feel safe. And while I understand wanting to protect the rights of one group of people, that doesn't mean that you get to just completely trash the rights of someone else. And nobody exactly. has the right to force yourself into a situation that you just don't biologically belong, uh, regardless of how you're feeling. And, and I had, again, not wanting to put words in your mouth. Uh, that's how I feel about it. You're free to agree or disagree however you want. But regardless of all of that, these voices have to be out there. And then more importantly, we need Becky Noble out there and the few other brave souls that are reporting on these stories so that people will know that they're happening, so that we have an idea. And regardless of the motivation, one of the things that I really like is that you present the facts very, very well. Uh, a little opinion seeps in, but it's clear when you don't try to play that off as fact. So it becomes very clear that here's the facts, here's what we're talking about, and oh, by the way, if you really want to know what I'm thinking, here's what that is, too. <laughs> you do a really good job of blending that together, but man. Well, uh, we, 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 do, we do that at Red State, hence our name. You know, it's, I think that when people go to redstate.com, that, that just, just by virtue of our name, you, you, you kind of know a little bit about what you're going to get. And, and I agree with you. I have some amazingly talented coworkers. Sometimes I'm I'm thinking what 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 am I doing in the middle of, of all of these amazingly talented talented people? But yeah, so you know it we we do inject a little bit of opinion here and there. Yeah. Yeah, but again, but, it, you make it clear when you're transitioning. It, it, there's not the type of standard stuff you get from the mainstream legacy media. Of, okay, well here's my opinion, but no, this is the fact. Uh, that's clearly not there. And there are, as you said, a lot of amazing people over at Red State. Uh, you deserve to be among them, though, Becky. You really do. You're uh, fantastic. <laughs> now, we, you. we're quickly running out of time, but I also wanted to touch on one other uh, story that you talked about. Uh, Donald Trump's been out there hitting the campaign trail pretty hard. And, uh, mm -hmm. well, as you put it in your headline, uh, the rarely seen reason why Trump supporters won't abandon him. We got to see firsthand not only Donald Trump understanding wholesale politics at the personal level, but we also saw him mm -hmm. in a moment that clearly was not staged, although he probably has got the kind of presence in the TV chops that he probably could have if he wanted to. We saw that yeah. with the mugshot. He did a great job staging that. Well, yeah, we, yeah. But we saw an honest moment where he became emotional over the idea of how much damage has been done to the country just since he left office. Uh, I'd love for you to talk about that just a little bit. Well, you know, I, that, that particular day, I was just kind of – I happened to be scrolling through Twitter, and I, and I had, had a couple of ideas, you know, rolling around in my head about what I was going to do that day. And I got to that, that video, and, you know, it's, it's just a little – 45 second 
piece of video, but I, I, and I said to my husband, I said, I said, it stopped me in my tracks because that's a side of Donald Trump that you don't ever see. And it's, it's, it's a human side that the media absolutely doesn't want you to see. But like I said, it stopped me in my tracks because it was just, you just don't see that. And, and also too, it was, it was, I thought it was extremely genuine and I thought it was really cool that, that as he stood there, the audience kind of, kind of, you know, took, took up the slack for him and they were, you know, chanting USA and, and, and clapping and, and cheering and stuff. So, so that kind of got him over, over that, that difficult few moments. But, um, yeah. And, and one of the things I said at the end of the piece was that, that if, if, if the Republicans do not take that little piece of video and make a dozen commercials out of it, they're crazy because that, that right there is going to take everything that the media and the Democrats and the left, it's going to take every single narrative that they've ever tried to push about Donald Trump. And it's just going to, it's going to annihilate it because yeah, we see him a lot of the time. We see him talking about the fake news and he points at all the people in the back of the rally and, and, you know, all the audience boos and, you know, when, when people attack him, he, he attacks back. And so those are all of, of the things that we normally see with Donald Trump. But this was just so out of the ordinary, you know, and it just like you said, it was so genuine and it was so real. And, you know, I, I, I can't get inside Donald Trump's head. So I don't know if he is thinking that that. You know, maybe it was something that he was kind of mad of it, mad at himself for letting it happen, that he didn't want people to see him in, you know, in such a vulnerable space. But but no, I think just the opposite. I think I think it, it was great. And I think, like I said, they need to make a dozen commercials, campaign commercials out of that that little piece of video, because it really I think it also uh, kind of enhances the, the thing that 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 attracts people to Donald Trump is that even though you have this guy who's a multi-billionaire and he flies around in his own jet and he lives a life that that you and I, you know, couldn't ever really grasp. But it's yet yet regular, everyday, average working people, everyday, average Americans feel like that they could just sit down and and, you know, since he doesn't drink, have a, have a Coke with him, you know. Just sit and have a hamburger and talk with him because he 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 doesn't he doesn't patronize people he doesn't talk down to them he 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 talks to them one on one face American to American and that's what people love about him and it's it's something that the media a is never going to understand because they don't they don't even try to understand it they just they can't be bothered you know they've right. got their narrative that Donald Trump is an ogre or Donald Trump is Hitler and and that's what they run with and. Uh, so yeah, I think it was it was a really really interesting few seconds of video, and uh, I, I hope that a lot of people saw it. I really did because, like I said, it really it stopped me in my tracks for sure. And I I even told my husband too. I said, you know, you're going to have people who dislike Donald Trump. Maybe they dislike his personality or they dislike his policies or whatever, but they they dislike him on a rational level. They're they're not, they're not, you know off the rails, off the charts, off the charts, lefty, you know, holding bloody heads up on Twitter, hating <laughs> Donald Trump. They, they do it from, from a more, you know, rational, 
uh, a more rational place. But I think even people like that, if they if they see that little bit of video, that even that's going to make somebody stop and go, wow, you know, and, uh, you know, whether or not they, they question the, the, you know, genuineness of it or not, you know, that's, that we live in a free country. You're free to question that, you know, but, uh, right. yeah, I think it was a very, very powerful, powerful little piece of video. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with you, Becky, because, uh, you know, recently Donald has been doing some things that's really kind of made me mad at him. Uh, the way he's attacking DeSantis from the left instead of uh, being true conservative. Uh, some his complaints about Megyn Kelly in the interview there, uh, just the way right. he uh, anybody that he feels like isn't part of his team is the bad guy, even though the interview was good. He, I would much prefer him actually get on the same team and say, okay, deal with the criticisms and move forward. But in that moment, again, you can't help but feel like you're seeing the emotion because he cares about the country and he cares about the regular people, and that's why people continue to love him. Uh, I hate that we're already out of time, Becky, but you know yeah. we are there. Uh, so, again, thank you so much for being here. Let everybody know where they can find the work, share the websites, and uh, all the social media stuff that uh, you want to put out there as well. Well, I'm on Facebook at Becky Noble, and I'm on whatever they call it now, Twitter, X, at Becky Noble 65 and, of course, gumshoepolitics.substack.com and redstate.com. That's where I'm, I'm at. And uh, I, I'm going to keep trying to get you to come on at least once a month, Becky, so just be ready. And if, that would be uh, great. If, if you That'd need to make great. room. I love it. Uh, if you need to make room there with the doors and whatever else, uh, let me know. Uh, I'll kick in and try to help you renovate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for promoting my work. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. You're doing great work. I'm happy to do it and uh, look forward to our next talk. In the meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go ahead and take that mid-hour break. And, uh, you know, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is Tim Tapp, the ever so humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into the Truth. My people of this country and we're under attack. They ban us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags. American flags. Latin American parents, beware, because gender disorientation drags are ramping up efforts to ruin young Latin Americans. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Puerto Rico will be hosting an international travel convention to promote gender disorientation to be held October 4th through the 7th to mark the 40th anniversary of the United Nations World Tourism Organization Association. The venue will be Puerto Rico's capital city of San Juan, which is singled out among the Caribbean islands to be the launchpad for a wider gender destruction initiative throughout Latin America. One of the major foot soldiers of gender confusion is Felipe Cardenas, who said the convention is set to generate a strong and positive impact on gender demolitionists throughout the Caribbean. Among the countries identified by the United Nations-inspired gender disorientation promoters is most friendly toward their cause are Spain, 
Argentina, and Israel. So, parents beware. The children you save from the gender disorientation madness may be your own. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Follow me via True Social at The Edwards Notebook, numeral one. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at my pillow you're listening to tap into the truth this is matt Fitzgibbons. this is amy hallam this is az All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are indeed sharing Friday night together. And 
I can't tell you how grateful I am that you're willing to do that. Thank you for being here. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Uh, obviously, need to talk to you for a minute about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Uh, I mentioned them back in the first hour. I need to tell you about them again. Why? Because I know some of you listening still haven't went and checked them out. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. That You're running out of time to take full advantage of the buying power of your dollar because lots of companies out there have been trying to hold back prices, hoping that they could limp their way through and not make the hardships of inflation that much harder on their customers. Unfortunately, Bidenomics is pushing everybody in the wrong direction. That means it costs more to make things. It costs more to get things to you. Prices are going to go up. We've been watching that happen in a bunch of things, despite Joseph Robinette Biden trying to tell us that it's not happening. We all know better, don't we? Well, unfortunately, there's a really, really good chance that uh, the prices over at Vanish Holsters will be going up sometime before the end of the year. Uh, in case you haven't looked at the calendar lately, there's not a lot of time left between now and the end of the year. So if you've been waiting for whatever reason, now's the time to stop waiting. Number one, if you are going to uh, carry a gun and you can do so legally, uh, then you're going to need a really comfortable holster. Why? Because that means you will actually continue to carry. If you don't have a comfortable holster, uh, well... I'm really only speaking about me right now, but if you don't have a comfortable holster, if it's very uncomfortable, chances are you're going to start finding reasons not to use the holster. You're going to stop carrying it. That puts you at a major disadvantage if that very terrible, no good, bad day happens where you have to depend yourself, your family, or your friends and neighbors. Don't put yourself at that disadvantage. Make sure that you're carrying have the most comfortable holster, period, according to thousands of their customers. That's not my words. Uh, have the Vanish holster. Now, again, I always just say go check it out for yourself because really that's what you ought to do. Go check it out for yourself, and you can do that by going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, you use the backslash T-A-P-P. Because that will also automatically activate for you a $40 discount on whatever you decide to get. Uh, in the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money? And again, that's what I'm going to try and insist. Don't hesitate anymore. Go check it out. And if you decide that you want to do it, eh, then uh, that automatic $40 discount is going to help out too. Take advantage of your dollars buying power while it still has some www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Remember, the surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become a victim of violent crime is to not have your gun on you. Use Vanish holsters. It works with almost all automatic hand... Excuse me, automatic... Almost all semi-automatic... We're not uh, promoting any illegal weapons. Uh, almost all semi-automatic uh, handguns designed to work without a tactical belt, will let you carry in multiple positions, and will also let you carry two additional magazines so you are good to go with the Vanish Holster. One last time, that's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now, we were scheduled to have another guest at this point in time, and unfortunately, we have not been able to connect with Karen England. 
she is, of course, a prominent leader when it comes to school safety and education and in trying to push back against the woke ideology in schools. Uh, I was really hoping to get to talk to her because I want to discuss what it is exactly that uh, has been going on uh, over at her organization. Uh, which, of course, is a great organization. I recommend that you check it out on your own uh, since she's not going to be here with us tonight. And that's the Capital Resource Institute. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, how Randy Weingartner, uh, the president of one of the largest teachers unions in the country, was out there whining about the idea of parental rights and how she wanted to conflate that with segregation. Oh, it's a terrible thing, blah, blah, blah. Look, all that is ridiculous, all right? But I'm not going to delve too far into that particular topic because I am hopefully going to be able to reschedule. And I'm going to love to have that conversation uh, with Karen if we can. And then if we can't, then obviously I will touch on that. In the meanwhile, what I will talk to you about is the fact that uh, in Tuesday's broadcast – I was talking about this little enclave, a, a development near uh, near Plum City, Texas. I think it's Plum City. Uh, it's called Colony Ridge. Now, if you missed that broadcast and you didn't hear the rebroadcast on any of the Vera Network's uh, various outlets, then go to the podcast and listen. Because Colony Ridge is a big deal because it is literally a large city that's being created for illegal border crossers. That's the general idea. Well, now, recently acquitted from his effort to be impeached, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has – because he was technically removed from the office, so he hasn't seen this. He officially received a briefing on Colony Ridge. And, uh, well, needless to say, he had a bit of a reaction to it. He said that he's exploring options on how to address problems at Colony Ridge, a massive housing development north of Houston that's become a hub for illegal migrants uh, thanks to financing methods that kind of circumvent any need for proof of citizenship documents. Now, again, I talked in depth about how they were being able to do this and how they were working around the rules. But uh, Paxton, who's fresh off the sidelines after the failed attempt by the state legislature of Texas to try to impeach him, uh, and he was acquitted mostly because he spent a ton of money and actually defended himself and actually proved pretty definitively that all the accusations made against him were just accusations, that there was no proof, and that a lot of what was being said wasn't even first or even second-hand accounts of the allegations. So I haven't talked about Ken Paxton successfully surviving the impeachment attempt yet either. I, I'm trying to, to find a perfect guest to discuss that with. So we'll probably be talking about that sometime next week. But it is a phenomenal story, and if you haven't been following it, you really need to look into it. Anyway, point being here is that uh, Paxton uh, was talking to radio host Michael Berry, 
And he said that I got a briefing on this yesterday. Of course, this happened yesterday, uh, calling it completely insane that they can set up these villages with illegal immigrants. Again, I'm quoting him. Uh, immigrant is not my word for these people. Paxton said, however, that legally there's no clear path to stopping the development's growth, which has led to a spike in crime that many believe is tied to Mexican cartel activity. And again, we talked about that in uh, Tuesday's broadcast as well. Quoting Paxton again here, he said that the legislature could address this and should address this because right now we don't have a real clear path to being able to stop it, even though it's completely insane that they can set up these villages with, again, his words, illegal immigrants. We can maybe affect the financing or the financial aspect of it to some degree, but I don't think right now the legislature has given me the authority to do anything about it. He also added, so we're looking at whether we have some authority to do something with deceptive trade practices. Now, that sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Ken Paxton is really good at his job. I'm sure he will find some legal means to legally at least start squeezing this development. Now, Paxton, of course, is joining a rather large chorus of Republican leaders who are calling for action on this growing development right outside of Houston. Colony Ridge covers nearly 60 square miles. That's about half the size of Washington, D.C., and it's come under heavy criticism uh, since reports finally started being surfaced. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the first uh, outlet to report on it was the Daily Wire. So kudos to them over there, hat tip to, to the whole Daily Wire crew. And uh, that might not be such a bad place for you to go to check on the reporting on this. Now, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, also a Republican and the second highest ranking official in Texas, also said this week that he will call on Governor Greg Abbott to convene a special legislative session to address the Colony Ridge issue, saying, quote, once I get a little more legal foundation on this to, to see what we can do, I'm going to ask Governor Abbott to address some of these issues in a special session. We can't have entire cities of people who are here illegally with basically no law enforcement, and in some cases, I'm told, no running water. It's a very dangerous place to be. It's not what America was built on. This massive complex of people here illegally cheating their own city north um, – Probably should have been the word creating there, but uh, misspelling. And <laughs> I was writing in a hurry when I was doing show prep for this, so sorry. Uh, this was a backup story. So illegally creating their own city north of Houston. It's just unacceptable. Now, uh, people from outside of Texas have been commenting on this too, uh, myself included. Like I said, uh, a major segment in the last broadcast. Uh, Florida governor and, of course, presidential candidate Ron DeSantis, he commented on Colony Ridge blaming, quote, weak, spineless leaders. I think he's looking at Joe Biden there, <laughs> who he says are also quoting again, permitting 
and facilitating sprawling developments to house thousands of illegal immigrants who have broken our nation's laws. Guys, can we stop calling them illegal immigrants? Immigration, by default, is a legal term. You cannot illegally immigrate. You can only legally immigrate. Therefore, you can't be an illegal alien. Now, you can illegally migrate, which is a term I normally use now, but it is still the official legal uh, uh, appropriate lingo to call them illegal aliens. Now, the left loses their mind when you do that, so that's just one more reason to do it as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah. Uh, illegal migrants I'm good with, illegal aliens I'm good with, but guys, guys, especially uh, Ron, uh, Governor DeSantis, sir, if you want to be president of the United States someday, uh, whether that's this time, the next time, or whenever, uh, stop with the illegal immigrant stuff. You're giving the left too much room on this. Now, there's also, of course, multiple U.S. congressmen, uh, several from Texas in particular, that have voiced their concern about Colony Ridge, talking about Representative Chip Roy, for example. Uh, he was speaking to multiple outlets. One of, the, uh, one of the comments that really caught my eye, again, he was talking to the Daily Wire on this one. He received a report on Colony Ridge that he found, quote, highly concerning. That seems a little weak for Chip. Chip Roy is usually pretty strong and not afraid to, to mix it up. The fact that highly concerning is what he came with. Anyway, he continued, I'm not in a position to fully articulate exactly what's happening other than it is problematic and a continuation of these wide-open border policies. Uh, evidently, he just must not have gotten very far into his briefing. Uh, Representative Brian uh, Batson, uh, he, he's also from Texas. He called Colony Ridge a, quote, pressing problem that needs immediate attention. And he did that in an interview also with the Daily Wire. See, the Daily Wire is all over this story. Uh, that's part of why I like the Daily Wire so much. Uh, quoting again here, I'm concerned about Colony Ridge. The bottom line here is that for the sovereignty of the United States – for the safety of every American, we've got to close the loopholes that allow for the exploitation of America's generous laws. And well, yeah, hard to argue with any of that. But despite the growing number of Republicans and uh, various Republican elected officials and other figures calling for action on the growing development, still kind of unclear exactly how Governor Abbott intends to address the issue of Colony Ridge. He's already expected to convene a special legislative session next month. Uh, it seems like an awful long time to wait given the number of Venezuelan migrants that just moseyed on across our border uh, just in the last couple of days. But, uh, yeah, I mean, why worry about the horses after the barn door has been left open for a week? I mean, damage has been done, right? Except for the fact that damage continues to be done. More damage is being done. When you have places like New York now screaming from the Raptors that they're at capacity, that they can't take any more, that now they're starting to sound like conservatives, at least on this one issue, then you know the problem is huge. And that's exactly what we heard from Democratic Governor Holcomb of New York just the other day. 
She literally was out there saying, uh, the hotels are full. Uh, please understand, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Now, she's speaking for the entire state when she says that, not just Mayor Adams of New York City, who's been saying far more uh, forceful things in regards to, yeah, we're a sanctuary city, except not now and not for anybody else. That's why they want this stay in Texas policy that the Biden administration has been pushing. They need someplace like Colony Ridge uh, in order to keep all these people in Texas. So you best believe the Biden administration is loving the fact that it exists. But what could actually happen? What could actually happen here? Now, this this special legislative session that's supposed to come up next month is actually originally scheduled to address education policy in Texas. So the hope is that he'll go ahead and add this illegal migrant community uh, as an additional issue. Uh, he's actually more likely to get more work done by the legislative body on the Colony Ridge issue than on the state education issue. But regardless of that, uh, it, it's just unreal that stuff like this is happening. I mean, you, you still have to sit back and scratch your head and wonder why and how. How do we get to this point? How does it get this bad before people are even noticing? I mean, we, we have a situation where uh, what uh, you know, there's this cycle and things will get good under conservative leadership and then we'll start getting a little complacent. We'll get a little soft. Some people will be living too good, as Doug said just now from the control center, can't fix stupid. Uh, but you know, you can bludgeon stupid to the point that they at least learn. It doesn't last long, you know. the The old adage about uh, uh, hard times make strong men, strong men make good times, good men, uh, good times make soft men, and soft men create bad times. Uh, it's that same cycle. Uh, things just haven't gotten bad enough yet. Uh, I don't think I'm the only person out there saying it, but what's killing me is. It's, it seems like things have to get a little worse every time we go through the cycle. I don't know how much worse things can get, and we can still expect to salvage our constitutionally federated republic. And if we lose those aspects combined, then we've lost what makes America special. It's not going to matter how many... Americans that still believe in individual liberty and freedom and are out there fighting for all those basic principles. If we don't have a constitutional, federated republic, what makes this nation so great, the only thing that will remain are those good people. Now, that's still the basis of what makes us different anyway. That's why we have that in the first place. That's why we were given it. And unfortunately, We've kind of sat back a little too long, and we're letting it slip away. It's time to step up. Now, there's a lot of other stories going on, a lot of other things we can talk about, but immigration is going to have to be top of line. We are seeing the full effect 
of Cloward and Pippin. You know, we're being destroyed from the inside. We have people actively working to take away our ability to make a living, our ability to stand strong. Uh, all this stuff is just insane. All right, now I'm quickly running out of time uh, tonight, guys, before I uh, start getting locked off on some of the uh, places where we're live. I need to tell you one more time about our friends over at Four Patriots. Now, uh, I was mentioning earlier, back in the first hour, about the versatility and all the different things that they have going on and about how they just recently uh, were named Best Car Safety Kit uh, of 2023 by Field and Stream and how big of a deal that is because they don't play when they're field testing these kits and all the survival stuff. Uh, they're pretty stringent over there. So to even make their top three means that you got a pretty good kit. But to be named number one in any of those categories, well, that's that's worthy of patting yourself on the back. So I want to give a shout-out and a hat tip to all of our friends over at Four Patriots for getting that particular uh, acknowledgement because it is a big deal. You should go check it out, by the way. You can do that by visiting them at fourpatriots.com. Uh, and then after you've looked at that, you can look at all the other really cool, neat stuff they've got going on. And I would implore you that at the very least, if you're not going to do anything else, please order yourself some emergency survival food kits uh, because you just don't know what this administration is going to get us into before it's too late to fix it. Fourpatriots.com. Uh, that's really all I should have to say. Save yourself 10% by using promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout. That is the number four. Do not spell out the word for it is the actual number. Just boop, fourpatriots.com. And again, promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, for 10%. I guess we can kind of leave things there for tonight, guys. I do hope that you have a great weekend, and I do hope that you will uh, come listen to the podcast uh, that we're doing through the week. And, uh, you know, all the other stuff that I normally say right now, it still holds true. Don't take my word for it. Don't take their word for it, especially this administration. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth now that's it for now everybody do hope to see you next week god bless and good night
using both hands. Mm-hmm. 